Today's episode of Control-Alt-Delete is with the brilliant co-founder of Truva, Alex Loizu. If you haven't heard of Truva, it helps independent retailers find online customers to drive them into physical stores and also helps smaller stores thrive online and discover new customers. I absolutely love using Truva. I just find it so fun. It's like Pinterest, but you just get to find all these amazing homewares and buy them from independents. It helps me discover new shops and products, and it genuinely makes me feel a bit more back in control of what I'm buying and also feeling good that I'm buying things that are slightly unique, hidden gems, rather than the same old department stores with the same old stuff. With Black Friday buzz still happening and also Christmas just around the corner, I thought it was probably a good time to celebrate independent stores and get Truva on the podcast to talk about the future of retail. According to an interview that the Truva founders did with The Evening Standard, Truva is an antidote to the chain-dominated identikit high streets and busy, hard-to-navigate websites. It collects and curates everything under one roof from all different shops from all over the UK that you might not have discovered on foot. In this episode, we discuss the future of shops and tech, how the high street isn't dead and why, and the importance of sustainability and the power we all have as consumers and how the decisions that we make have major impact. This episode is sponsored by iZettel. Their mission is to help and fight for small independent businesses in a world where the giant businesses are taking over. iZettel cuts down the barriers of entry for people to take part in the economy by offering innovative, easy to use and affordable tools to meet small business needs. They have loads of different tools behind the scenes that help shopkeepers manage their business, but also they are responsible for those really cute little card readers that you see, the wireless ones that are in pop-up shops or independent stores. So that's about it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really inspiring, all about the power of our shopping habits and also how to discover and support smaller businesses. Thank you again to iZettel for sponsoring and thanks to Alex for imparting so much knowledge and wisdom. So I hope you enjoy this episode and here it is. I read this quote um, on Instagram, but still, that said, um, it's only a straw said 8 billion people. Yeah. Because it's true. It's, you, you can think, oh, it's just this one thing. But everyone's thinking that. The power of volume and scale is insane. Like, how much power we have as consumers is incredible. So I'm very excited to be in the Truva offices. Yeah, great to have you here. It's so fun being inside the real bricks of the building of one mm. of the websites I go on quite a lot. I wanted to say firstly that I love Truva genuinely. I kind of found it at the perfect time. I was falling out of love with online shopping. I felt like I was just yeah. buying the same stuff as everyone else. Yeah. And this has really opened up a world of what I love, which is buying stuff that... I feel like I've found. Um, so that brings me to the, my first question with the founder of Truva, Alex. Wh- when did this idea come about and how long ago? Yeah. Uh, would you be able to just tell the, the beginning of the story? So we launched Truva about three years ago, um, but we've been in the general space of kind of looking at how we can bring independence um, online or generally just making independence more accessible to people. Um, so about five, five and a half years ago, we started looking into that. 
initially um we were very much focused on getting people into the shop so it was very hyper local as a proposition um, and then we realized that actually there there is a huge demand globally um for a different experience to the one that people typically have in retail right now mm-hmm. online shopping right now feels like every website you go to you're going into a chain you know you just walk around and there's hundreds of thousands of products everywhere and someone has made the decision of stocking these products but it's it's not there's no context um there's no edge um and that is something that independents have so how can we bring that online how can we bring the emotion of shopping offline into the online space were uh, you quite into shopping independently before Truva or no so i'm a software engineer i spend a lot of time writing code um and i must admit like before i started um with mandeep before we started this the the main thing that excited me was this idea of empowering independents um giving back the ability to small units of uniting together and creating something big it was more kind of this fundamental notion of how can you utilize technology how can i utilize something that i'm good at and bring it to a segment of people that have value um and need to unite in order to be able to bring that to the customer uh, but then <laughs> as time went by obviously i i got very involved in uh, local shopping independent shopping and all that kind of stuff yeah how has it evolved over the years it's I mean it seems like as a coder you're going to constantly be upgrading. Yeah, it's uh it's insane. Um uh, to be honest, I I never thought that we'll be able to pull it off. Um uh, because let's not forget the the basic premise behind Truva was never really proven. Can you take a distributed network of small independents, bring them all in one place and have a certain quality and coherence in your product offering? And then will you be able to actually get those products from point A to point B when someone buys for example from four different shops across the UK? Um all these things were very much theoretical. Um and so bring all of these components together and all of a sudden seeing that hey yeah like last year we managed to turn 8 9 million um pounds worth of sales instead of that going to chains going to independence. Uh that moment is is quite powerful like you start thinking okay I'm doing something here yeah. or I think the first time a boutique called us up and was like yeah I'm now paying my rent for the money I make through Truva mm, that's amazing you know when we talk about the the high street um and the reinvigoration of high street and like how we can ensure that the right shops remain in the high street and and make the experience better um uh, being able to say well yeah I'm contributing and then paying their rent and protecting them against business rates like all that kind of stuff that that is that is cool like yes. that's why you do this kind of stuff I think yeah definitely cuz it feels just like discoverability it is a major thing because i have found so many shops via truva that i'm now you know quite committed to and yeah. i'll shop there again and again but i wouldn't have been able to maybe discover them maybe they're like in a seaside town that i probably would never have gone to it's Well if you just take a step back and you think about think about the world and all the different cities and small neighborhoods that exist in the physical space and then think about how many thousands of small independent shops that are run by people that have spent their lives either in fashion buying or in design or um 
trying to build out their own brand they have those shops there and you will never be able to to find them all by yourself um when you think about going to berlin for and what we've seen actually is that in the uk we're quite lucky most of them are on google maps they have some kind of presence in berlin you can <laughs> bet like we we know because we've done the exercise right it's very very hard to find them even online so the first step of making them accessible so that you f- can find all those hidden gems um, and start experiencing those collections that's kind of the first step that we managed to do so far and I think we can do a lot more in, on the discovery and inspiration part yeah, yeah. no I love it because for so long people almost assumed it was like two things online shopping offline shopping yeah. and it's like this is just a circle of dis- discovering new things I love yeah. it so I wanted to ask you about um, all of these clickbait headlines in the media about the high street dying yeah. I know that you have you don't think that's true I wanted to ask you about that yeah we believe very strongly that the high street is transforming. It's, it's changing radically. Um, as consumers, our mindset has changed massively over the last like 10 years. Whereas in the past, we had to go into the high street and the only option was to go into one of the chains and buy something there. All of a sudden, we have a choice. We can experience the chains offline, for example, but we, or a physical shop, but then we can purchase online as well. And chances are we're spending more time online than we are uh, in the offline space. That's not a bad thing. It levels the playing field. Whereas before, retailers had a lot of power over you because they were the only option. And all of a sudden, you, are, you have so many different places where you can buy from, right? That that is going to have an effect on the, on the high street. That's clear. Um, and we've been through that a few times now. But offline shopping is not dead. And it will never be dead because it's a fundamental part of the retail experience is experience, is that inspiration, that discovery, that emotional. It's an emotional buy many times. Sometimes it's just, okay, I just want to have a new TV or whatever. I don't want to, I don't have to see that. I don't have to touch it. I don't have to feel it. I, I just want to have it quickly. Fine. Online is very good for that. But when you're talking about homewares, when you're talking about, it's not to say homewares, let's talk about creating a space that you want to live in, right? Having objects around you that you feel are satisfying to look at and that give you some kind of emotional sequence Mm -hmm. back. That's when both online and offline need to merge together. Um, And so we believe that the high street is transforming, it is changing, um, but that's a good thing for the consumer and that's a very good thing for the retailers that will be able to figure out how to create beautiful offline experiences that are joined up with beautiful online experiences as well. Mm. So an end-to-end strategy rather than saying, okay, I'm just going to blow up lots of money on paid marketing online and that's it. Right? Yes. Um, so that's what we're seeing. Apple stores, for example, it, years will pass but people will go to those Apple stores and there's a reason for that. Yeah, you uh, want to pick it up. You want to pick things. it up, right? And it's a commoditized item at the end of it. It's a mobile phone, right? It is, that's so interesting, isn't it? Your Cause, friends. Because we all know what they look like. You know what they look like. Your friends probably have one already. You probably have <laughs> had an iPad or an iPhone in your hands before or you've touched a MacBook before somewhere, right? You still go there on a Sunday casually walking in and then checking out, okay, what's the new stuff, right? Or Nike. I mean, you've, you've had trainers before, right? Go, go to the Nike store on a Sunday 
It's insane. Mm. It's an experience, right? And, and so there are clearly strategies that are working. And we believe that independent retailers, especially the homewares lifestyle retailers that we have, every single one of those shops has a beautiful experience. It's not loud music. It's not hard selling, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of inviting you to their world of curation, to the way that they see the world, mm. right? And being able to experience that is beautiful. Yeah. And you support independence, you know, a fair bit, don't you, with um, the awards? Yeah. One, one thing that we realized quite early on was that we needed to... These guys are doing an awesome work in terms of finding the products, creating the curations, caring for the customers and all that kind of stuff. And yet no one is really recognizing them for it. So we're like, yeah, we need to recognize them for it, right? So we created these independent retailer awards. The last one was sponsored by Isato, um, which is a company that we partner up a lot because they also kind of try to make it more accessible to independents, for example, the payment space. Um, and it's, it's incredible to see how they feel uh, when they, they get an award, but even when some other shop owner is getting an award, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this type of job, it is very lonely. Imagine you're sitting there in a shop. Yeah, you have your beautiful space around you, but it's not like you have hundreds of people streaming in every minute, right? There's times where you're just alone. Um, and bringing this community together is just beautiful. Uh, mm. So the retailer awards is one way that we do that. Yeah, because I guess it's important as well to build up some sort of reputation as yeah. well so awards even though they you know they don't you don't need them but at the yeah. same time they do bring new customers don't they a hundred percent and it's we want to be there for the independence right we want to we see a future of retail and we want to create that future we we don't want to just sit back and be like oh it would be great if we had like this independent kind of community in the future we want to build that with them in order to build that, we need to show them that we care about them. Yeah. Um, and that applies both to the... This, the boutique awards are mainly for the boutiques. Uh, it's really focused more on that. For uh, the consumer side, we do other stuff, mm. uh, like the latest Pandora Sykes and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's so funny. I feel like the passion that people have for their independence... You don't. You can't buy that. It's when, no. you know when you walk into a shop and you meet someone and they love yeah. their shop. Yeah. Like they love it. It's yeah. It's it's amazing to be part of that passion. Well, one way of thinking about it is who decided for that product to be in that shop. When you go in an independent shop, every single product was handpicked based on a vision, based on a style, by the shop owner, who most of the times is still the person running the shop, or with kind of a personal relationship with a shop assistant, right? So the people that are in that physical space truly believe in the products that they stock. There's an ethical reasoning. There's some kind of reasoning why they've picked those products. Whereas what we saw with retail was when we started creating department stores, right? Mm -hmm. People stopped spending time educating and creating those relationships with the personnel on why have we chosen this product? What is the material that this product has? Like, why, what, what is so great about this product? And it has the right to be in our offline shop. Instead, we spend a lot of time uh, educating people on how to handle calendars and rotas and do returns processes and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I, I strongly believe that AI, for example, can really help in the future. Figuring out how to automate a lot of the operational stuff, truly automated, so that we can focus more on a personal level 
on how we can build up relationships again mm-hmm. uh, instead of focusing on things that machines can do better anyways yeah that's really interesting i wanted to ask you about that kind of the future of retail and yeah. technology because there, yeah you're right there are so many things that the human being doesn't need to do yeah. the machine can do and then you can leave all of the kind of creative things yeah. that robots can't do to yeah. the to the humans yeah. yeah so how do you how do you see that i mean i'm imagining like that black mirror episode where you walk past the screen and it's like an advert and you're in it <laughs> but i know that you're not talking about that yeah i mean the the there's potential there's two ways that we can go right one is the ultra creepy black mirror type of way which is not that far off right it's we're already being targeted we're based seeing on our a lot of that in our thoughts <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're seeing a lot of that coming through we're seeing a lot of the the change that happened over the last like five years i would say um even in broader like political kind of senses um we are there's one scenario where the universe looks like a black mirror episode um, one of the more creepy ones right the other one is we the younger generation but also the current people that are running different companies or uh, organizations or whatever we take this change seriously and we form the future that we want to see. The, a future that is not creepy, that is not trying to influence people in ways that they shouldn't be influenced, but a future where we can really focus on utilizing technology in making people's lives better. And that's not just for the 1% or the top 10%, that's for the entire humanity, right? So there's two, two versions, right? Um, And I think the more we get involved in this, right, the more we as consumers as well, the decisions that we take and the choices that we take can very much form that future. We have a lot of power as consumers in where we choose to buy, what we choose to buy, how we choose to react in certain things. So uh, from my perspective, at least taking it back to retail, I think that there is a very, very big kind of potential there to bring back that personal aspect that we lost. Mm-hmm. And we lost that. If you look at the, the bigger chains, if you look at how retail kind of moved the last, before we, we came online, we lost a lot of the, the interpersonal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and retail is, at the end of the day, the exchange of a product for a certain value. And that value can be monetary, that value can be emotional, that value can be anything, right? So bringing back the human element and really building up those relationships again uh, I think it's going to be there is a lot of potential there and and I think if we play our cards right uh, it's going to be an exciting future yeah Yeah, I agree and also I guess this is a good time to be talking about retail with Christmas in a month but I do feel like I've got some control back over what I'm buying I know that sounds really dramatic but I did feel like for the last few years of Christmas or whatever I'm just buying stuff yeah I'm just not really thinking about it yeah. and I think as a as a whole it feels like there's a conversation happening around wanting less stuff yeah and just wanting to be more mindful in yeah. what you're buying it's it, a lot a lot of times it's it's weird because it's it's frowned upon in a sense to admit that hey like yeah for a very long time I was just mindlessly buying stuff And yeah, it's such a first world problem. No, not really. Like you're buying decisions in the kind of 
ecosystem that we live in, 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 in kind of the environment that we live in, your buying decisions have a major impact on many different things and on many very, very important issues that we face. Um, not taking a paper cup every time you go to a coffee shop and actually having um, uh, your own kind of reusable mug, right? Yeah. That has an impact. So we should be taking more conscious decisions. And I think over the past few years, what we've seen is more up and coming direct to consumer brands, more brands that focus on an ethical standpoint, um, communities like the one of Truva, where we're uniting independents that care about these things. Um, so also, they, I, don't, I don't ever get loads of plastic. Yeah. When I when I order something from Truva, I'm like, it's a re- you know I can recycle the box. Yeah, and that that doesn't come because we have ever managed to force anyone to do this. This is purely coming from them, which is again like one of the empowering things about being part of this type of community. They're educating us right, in what the guidelines should be, uh, and that is that is beautiful. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think this. Now Christmas coming up, right? Our decisions are important. Um, and yeah, we should, we should be as conscious about it as possible. Yeah, yeah. I read this quote um, on Instagram, but still, that said, um, it's only a straw said 8 billion people. Yeah. Because so, it's true. It's, you, you can think, oh, it's just this one thing. But everyone's thinking that. The power of volume and scale is insane. Like how much power we have as consumers is incredible. The hardest part of it is that the only way we are able to take advantage of this power is, is if we unite. And well, it's quite nice that we now have technology that allows us to do so. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have a lot of power. How we use that power is totally up to us. Yeah. So no one else is to blame than us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, it's, it's inspiring. With the future of retail and the future of Truva, mm-hmm. I find it kind of a weird question now, you know, when people say, where do you see yourself in 10 years time yeah. or whatever? With a company like yours, do you, can you see exactly where you're going to be and have a goal or do you take each year as it comes? Like, how do you plan? So our high level vision, like what we're kind of piling towards, um, what we're trying to get to, um, is like creating this global community of shops and shoppers that are united by the passion for distinctive products and distinctive tastes. Right? That, that is what we want to create. Um, and that means finding and bringing online those experiences that exist in the offline space today um, that not everyone can take advantage of. Um, but then also finding new ways of bringing talent into the high street that didn't have the opportunity to do so before because the risk was just too high. So it is very much a kind of vision around reinvigorating the high street, bringing back value and building up interpersonal relationships between independents and their customers Mm. on a worldwide kind of setting. Mm. So that's what we're trying to achieve. That's what excites us. Uh, And it's quite nice to be able to say, well, if we achieve that, then we'll have ensured that there's thousands of independents out there that are in the forefront of the, of the future of retail rather than trailing uh, behind like we've seen with the online space uh, and the time it took them to be able to adopt online technology and all that kind of stuff so yeah. if we manage to do that uh, that would be amazing and, yeah. and partners such as 
um, we partner up with companies like Isato, for example, to, to help us get to that scale, especially in the payment space and all that kind of stuff as well. Because Isato are those little cool card readers, yeah. aren't they? They look really cool. I think they're, <laughs> they're like wireless and small. But yeah, I mean, there's one element which is what you see in the for, in, the, in the front, which is kind of this experience. And actually, it was. It's kind it was of part of the experience. Yeah, all weirdly. of a sudden it became part of the experience, right? Yeah. To expect that little, and you you know you you know that device when you see it, right? Uh, but then there's a lot of other stuff that they do in the background around the payment space and all that kind of stuff, mm. which um, we are very happy and lucky to be opening up for our independence. Yeah, how do you? curate the style because you just said yeah. you know you have there's a there's a taste and there's a yeah. there's like a a brand obviously yeah. of, of what you guys are picking yeah. is that manually done or so that, very good point the so one of the bets we took early on was that if we curate the curators we will never touch the curation of the products Right. So yeah. what we put a lot of focus on is finding those shops that are Truva, right? Or and I can picture them. Like it's yeah. very, very. You you can like clear. once once you've been uh, once you've shopped with Truva a couple of times or whatever. Like you start you start understanding what we mean by that. Um, so we focus predominantly on just finding those shops, and then. Uh, we trust their choices like they're better at that than we will ever be and so with almost no curation at this point we've gotten to um we we have over 160,000 products on the platform wow but you don't really get that feeling when you're on true.com because you're in her like instinctively going down certain styles so now the next step for us is to really over the next few few months you see quite a shift on true.com on us trying to create those user journeys those mm. those flows that you need it's um, so fun when you're searching yeah. for something quite niche as well because yeah. you know say <laughs> i wanted what i wanted on sunday night which was a hanging planter yeah, yeah, yeah. you know then you'd have to go on a hundred different websites yeah, yeah. but it's just so fun seeing you what see you all get of them. yeah, yeah it's really and then we're, we're trying to find out okay how can we use the boutique taste for example if you love a certain boutique there are other boutiques that have a similar taste to them. So how mm. can we help you discover those boutiques? Or um, if you love a certain brand, which other boutiques are stuck in that brand and all that kind of stuff. So we are on that level. We never go down on manual curation of every single product. That's because, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, it looks like you do, which, yeah. is, which is a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, just lastly, talking of good taste, can yeah. you talk me through this coffee? Because it's really <laughs> nice. Well, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Um, it's uh, Monmouth. Good old Monmouth, Monmouth coffee. Yeah. Uh, so nice. Basically a top tip. Um, when you go there at Borough Market on a Saturday, you have like, there's a huge line where you can wait. Like, there's always a line, yeah. But if you go and buy some ground coffee, which you will drink anyways over the week, um, then you can order coffees as well. And then you just wait for like, oh, five minutes. Oh, that is a so good tip. Every Saturday I buy more coffee <laughs> and then I don't have to do anything. It's just coffee. And then you're exactly, you've got two, you're winning twice. Yeah. Winning twice. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much um, it's time. been re really great talking to you about it. Amazing. Um, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Cheers.